Good morning, everyone. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Thursday, April 27th, and I'm your host, Sophia Wojak, reporting for CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories from today. The first stage of Ottawa's firearm buyback program begins. Then, Ontario begins a new funding program to help those with criminal records find employment. In international news, updates about Canada's military presence in Sudan as the region continues to be a site of conflict. Finally, Snapchat launches a new AI program and is met with mixed reviews. Then, we will hear from Layla with their segment, Pausing for Self-Care. So, let's get into it. The first step of Canada's firearm buyback program begins. As CTV News reports, the federal government is targeting industry with the first step of this program. According to Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino, Ottawa is working with national gun owner organizations to figure out how to compensate retailers who own weapons on a list of banned guns. Mendocino calls a contract signed with the Canadian Sporting Arms and Ammunition Association a milestone in the much-awaited plan. The May 2020 cabinet decision that put the ban into action came as a result of a deadly mass shooting in Nova Scotia, bringing about the ban of 1,500 models of firearms deemed unsuitable for hunting by the government. The Canadian Sporting Arms and Ammunitions Association explained on Twitter that the group is not taking part in the actual buyback program, but is participating to negotiate fair compensation and a simple process for retailers. Minister Mendocino also says that the Liberal government will be transparent about the cost of the program, which is expected to begin later this year. The second phase of the buyback program would likely expand to individual firearm owners who currently have amnesty under an order that is set to expire in October. Ontario launches a program to help those with criminal records seek employment. As Global News Toronto reports, Ontario's Minister of Labour announced that the province is putting $12 million towards this new employment program. According to the Ontario government, more than 1 million people in the province have a criminal record, which decreases their likelihood of getting a job and increases their likelihood of long-term poverty. The $12 million would fund nine different projects that could help prepare 2,000 job seekers for careers in construction, manufacturing, hospitality, food and beverage processing, and more. The programs are set to provide technical training, apprenticeship programs, on-the-job learning, and interview skills. Solicitor General Michael Kurzer says the government believes in second chances and building a strong province means no one gets left behind. For our next story in international news, updates come regarding Canada's military presence in Sudan. As Global News reports, Canadian military personnel, including Special Forces members, are already on the ground in Sudan, assisting with evacuation efforts. The efforts come as a response to rival military leaders battling for control of the country. The Canadian Armed Forces has said the group is planning the evacuation of Canadian citizens in the area as the conflict stretches into its second week. 
Now more than 11 days into the crisis in Sudan, roughly 150 Canadians have been evacuated from the country out of the 700 who requested assistance. According to Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie, more than 1,800 Canadians in Sudan are registered with the federal government and 1,700 have been contacted by the government as of Tuesday night. Fighting broke out in Africa's third largest country between the Sudanese Armed Forces and a paramilitary organization known as the Rapid Support Forces on April 15th. Since the outbreak of the crisis, Western governments, including Canada, have scrambled to evacuate diplomatic staff and nationals hoping to flee the hostilities. An uneasy three-day ceasefire brokered by the United States and Saudi Arabia were reached on Monday, but previous attempts to halt the fighting to allow civilians and foreign nationals to flee have failed. On Tuesday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called the situation extremely difficult as Canada has limited areas to conduct airlifts to evacuate Canadians amidst the conflict. Both Minister Jolie and the opposition conservatives acknowledge the need to help the Sudanese people after the immediate crisis passes, calling the current military action an all-hands-on-deck effort. For a last story tonight, Snapchat's recently launched AI chatbot system has been met with mixed reviews. The system is powered by OpenAI's ChatGPT, the same tech that is being integrated into Microsoft Bing's search engine. As BBC News reports, the feature, called MyAI, is pinned to the top of users' chat feeds and only paid subscribers can remove it. This has led to criticism online, with confusion emerging on how the app uses location data. Snapchat called MyAI an experimental, friendly chatbot, explaining that it can perform tasks such as answering questions, offering advice, or planning trips. Snapchat did admit the tool wasn't perfect, sometimes offering responses that are biased, incorrect, harmful, or misleading. In the U.S., a review bombing of the app began as Snapchat faced a swarm of one-star reviews on the Apple App Store. The main concern with the technology was its access to the app's location service and general personal information. Snapchat maintains in statements that the chatbot can only access your location if you consent to share it, but now updates MyAI to clarify when it is aware of Snapchatter's locations and when it isn't. Well, that's all I have for today. Now I'll leave you with Layla and her segment, Pausing for Self-Care. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Pausing for Self-Care with Layla Taki. Each week, I'm going to bring a tip for you to take a break and practice some self-care. If you are one of those people who is fascinated about flowers, checking when they're blooming, I have a good tip for you. There is a farm near Toronto that is already being prepared for the lavender season. Purple Hill Lavender is a perfect place for you to have a picnic among the purple blooms. The farm is located in Creenmore, outside Toronto, and it has several varieties of lavender for visitors to enjoy. This summer, they will be bringing the An Evening in the Fields Picnic Series, an event that allows you to experience a special moment amongst the beautiful rows of lavender during peak bloom. The picnic takes place outside the regular operating hours when the light and temperature is perfect. The environment couldn't be better 
pillows, candles, and a charcuterie box with cheeses, meats, and veggies. There are other offerings like one Primor Springs per guest, non-alcoholic beverages, a dried lavender bouquet to take home, live musical entertainment, a $10 voucher to the farm boutique, and a small gift bag for each guest. The time slot for the picnic is three hours. The event will run on select dates from June 17 to August 4, 2023. Tickets will be available starting April the 3rd and cost 125 per person. You can also purchase tickets for a day visit to the farm, which are currently available online and cost 15 per person. The farm is located at 7484-6-7, Side Road, Norawasaga, Creamore, Ontario. And this is all for today. I will be back next week for some more tips for you to take a break and pause for self-care. This is Leila Takei from CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Thank you for listening. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Sophia Wojak. Thanks for listening.